Welcome back to Exploring the Iceberg. I'm Sophia. I'm Jagan. Yes, and today we're talking about anger and how anger how anger is and what it is and all of its juicy facets. So, I will give it to Jagan to explain how it relates to the iceberg. So, anger in of itself has its origins in the most bottom sphere of the iceberg, in the lowest level. So anger is usually induced out of certain things that are buried deep inside of you, certain things that trigger you, that certain things that cause an outburst of emotion that it can be categorized as anger usually originates from the third most bottom level, the, the, the most purest form of the most, like, the most powerful form of anger, I would say. There are obviously ones that happen in the first or second level, but for the most part, they come from the preconceptions and beliefs that you have as a person that underlie primarily in the third level. And wow. so that's where it is in the iceberg. Hmm. Thank you for that explanation. So, I will first talk about and give you guys a general definition of what anger is and how it could be translated into multiple ways. Um, so anger in my life and in the stuff that I've been studying is an emotion, but it, it, emotion is very generalized, right? So anger is one of those emotions that as a human being, it is an innate feeling that we all feel. So it's an emotion that is felt by everyone at some point. Um, and a lot of people describe anger to be in different ways, right? I, I believe if I say, are you angry? You will have a different meaning and a different feeling attached to that word anger. So in my definition, what I've collected, I believe that anger, it's a fire-driven charge in the body that is happening within, but it has been triggered through external things, which we applied meaning to. And that is the best way I can explain it. We're going to go very much deep into this topic and you will understand more and why and how and all the good stuff. <laughs> so, um, and, and, you know, anger, I feel it's demonized by society, uh, especially within women. I think anger is not something that societally women should feel or should go into because it's not ladylike. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's not looked as a good emotion to have. So that's where I'm going to end it for now. <laughs> and so know, but... in, terms of, in terms of anger for me, I feel like anger is vested in ego and pride. So I take, I take mm -hmm. a, kind of, a kind of like not counterpoint, but a parallel point to what Sophia says. So I believe that anger comes from an outburst of ego and pride. And it's always just there, it's like simmering on the surface, especially for someone who has a lot of ego and a lot of pride. Because in this case, you can define ego and pride as 
having a level of conceit, a sense of superiority, a sense of belief in yourself as better than everyone else, and a, and a such a, a such a conceited belief of your own abilities and values that any sort of slighted criticism against you is taken personally. The ego engages and you immediately respond or can respond with an outburst, sometimes internal, sometimes external. And so biologically speaking, when you get angry, as you might have heard, your, your blood pressure increases, you start to respirate faster, your heart rate also increases, and then you start releasing adrenaline and endorphins because you're kind of activating the flight or, fight or flight response when you get mad. And so this goes into a concept of the concept of anger itself. And I think that anger as a concept is something you can argue can be fabricated. So this sounds really, really just very, very like a powerful statement that seems like it has no base. Mm -hmm. Jagan, I, I just want to quickly ask you so you can clarify. What do you mean when you say ego? For those of you, for those viewers and listeners that don't hear this term a lot, how could you describe in the most practical way what ego is? Since you said anger stems from ego, if you don't mind mm -hmm. going into that just for a second. I think, I think ego and pride are like two synonyms. So if I'm going to describe ego, oh. I'm going to describe pride. So I think pride in this case is just like having so like, like it's a kind of blindness, I would say. It's a kind of mental blindness to um, so much belief in your own self, so much like concentration of just a kind of brain fog around everything you actually want to do and an overestimation of your ability. So the thing is, ego can manifest in different ways and has different definitions. There's a Freudian one, which talks about rationality. There's the ego in and of itself, which refers to the mind from different sources. But I think ego in this case, has to do with pride, has to do with conceit in this context, in this contextual definition. It has to do with being too prideful, having an outburst of emotion, or like just reacting and taking everything so personally that you just become prickly like a cactus. That's the kind of definition of ego we're going to use for, I think, the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. You for, yeah. Yeah, thank you for the, uh, yeah. the question. So I think going back to the idea of anger being fabricated. So anger as a concept, is something we say, uh, some, there's a few statements that we can usually use to uh, when people you say they usually get angry. It's like, I couldn't handle it, or like, it came out mm -hmm. of nowhere, or something like, mm -hmm. it isn't me. So I think my question for that, for that idea of anger fabric being fabricated, and these, these statements that people make, like, where did it come from? Did it come from like a demon that like inhabited you for a second and just like decided to make you angry? In the mm -hmm. end, like, the anger came from yourself. And so the concept of the anger being fabricated is that you decided to get angry. And while this may or may not be your fault in terms of a conscious decision, it is also spurred by subconscious ideologies, subconscious thoughts, and subconscious moods. So it's, it's based on the fact that you have certain triggers and you've been brought up or taught in a certain way to react in a certain way and have an outburst as, as anger is defined. So I think a better way to illustrate this is using an analogy. So say there, there are two scenarios in this analogy. The first scenario is that you are, there's two people at a restaurant. So there's one, I'm going to define these two people. So person A is a firebrand. A firebrand means someone who like flares up very high. In this, in this context, they have a high ego. They have a high amount of pride. And then so they, 
usually have a lot of outbursts and they get angry relatively often. And then you have the second person. The second person is a little more on the mature side. Someone who has been bought up in a quieter environment with people who have told them not to make so much of a disturbance just to like deal with everything in the most quiet and calm way instead of rising and, and trying to assert himself, assert himself or herself. So in this, in this scenario, you have these two people. And so they both are eating in a restaurant and a waiter comes by and slips and drops hot coffee on the legs of both of these people. So person A, as described, gets up and just starts yelling at the entire, just starts yelling at the poor minimum wage worker who literally just made a small mistake and gets really mad and just like, just brings the whole restaurant down. And then you have person B that obviously feels the same pain. Like there's no, all the factors are held constant. There's no difference in temperature of coffee or any other factors. The same exact scenario, but two different people who are experiencing it. And the second person also experiences the same amount of pain obviously gets up and like just like in pain and then just walks to the bathroom comes back after like cleaning himself up and then like tells the waiter in a calm voice like hey like you dropped this on like an expensive pan so i'm gonna give this dry cleaning bill to your restaurant and i, like, I would like um i would like a refill of coffee and like make sure that like all these expenses are reimbursed for so in this in this like analogy situation both of the same scenarios were the same thing. One, someone got coffee spilled upon, but however, the reactions were entirely different. One person got up and made themselves known. And the other person just took it calmly and just went about doing whatever they were doing while just acknowledging it as something that happened. So in this case, they first the idea of anger being fabricated because our preconceptions and our desires to like assert our anger or release the emotion you feel or the pain you feel in some way is what a definition of anger could be. So someone who like yells and gets up didn't like didn't like what you call it didn't become someone else as someone defines or didn't like turn into someone else. They had the thought of when they get mad they will yell and be recognized as something that might have been conscious or subconscious or even unconscious based on people they've imitated or behaviorally modeled, as opposed to the second person who has been bought up to just stay quiet and deal with the situation in the most mature and de-escalated way possible. So the idea of anger being fabricated comes from this idea that it's all a subjective perception of what you consider something that makes you mad as opposed to something that doesn't make you mad and how to react That was a beautifully painted explanation of exactly what happens in everyday life scenarios. I mean, I can have so many examples that come up to my brain with me being person A and then me being person B. And as you do more of this work and inner work, I think the, the person B comes more to the surface and the person A is still present, but it's very much now looked at in a different light. Um, and I really liked how you said how every single person has been conditioned in a certain way and have been given a model of how they will interact with this emotion, anger. And just thank you for explaining in such an amazing way and an understandable way. Uh, I noticed that it is very true that 
because at a very early age, zero to seven, our brains were basically sponges, um, or in a more scientific term, we were in theta state. So the brain waves are more receptive and more of open and receiving. So that mirroring of someone responding to, let's say, food being dropped, or even <laughs> even a little kid spilling paint on its clothes, anger could be very much taken abruptly or in the way as pride, you know, shown or or um, it's used to degrade or used to punish. It's used, I think anger is like a fuel. If you think about it, that starts, it's like the, it's one of those root emotions that starts a fire going. And then a person would either go into sadness or a person would go into depression. I think there's a, there's a quote out there. I'm not sure who, who said it, but it's like under actually maybe the opposite, but <laughs> it's what, what quote I was thinking was like under all that anger, there's sadness, but I thought about the opposite way. So I don't think we're going to use that, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that anger is one of those things that, is deep down, which you know, which you brought up in the first describing of the analogy. It is one of those very vulnerable, kind of like if you imagine a earth and its core, and like that's anger, like that's where it fuels. And if it's not integrated properly, like if it's not expelled properly, it can wreak havoc. I mean, <laughs> look at the wars that are happening. Look at all these societal things that are happening. Look at the, the 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 separation that's happening within humans when this emotion is not looked at. So I just really want people to know that if you're experiencing anger, you can integrate it. And it doesn't have to control you. Like you mentioned, it is something within you. So I have a I have another question to that. How would you see and how would you in your way how would you channel that? Like how would be a correct way of channeling anger? Like how would someone in that scenario be able to get that awareness? Okay, I can go into this into this like A person or I can go into this B person. Right? So Oh, yeah. I think um, to channel it is obviously going to take a lot of practice. I think that my own past is me being person A a lot of the time and taking every single slight set against me very personally and making mm -hmm. it known that I was offended by your statement. May it be in a passive aggressive tone or may it be in just a straight up outburst of yelling, which I have done to my something I realize right now is not the best idea. I think that channeling anger requires accepting it first, as is most emotions go. So I think mm -hmm. you have to first accept the fact that this thing makes you mad. So I think one point mm -hmm. is that relates to the past thing I talked about is like, this is not an, this is not a message for you to repress your emotions. It's not a message yes. for you to yeah. shut them down, <laughs> push them inside of yourself and just hope for them to dissipate because it's not going to happen. It's like if you try to bottle up the air more and more, you try to put pressure, like you put air in a bottle, one day it's going to pop. Same thing with rather a balloon is a better word. Like you keep filling your balloon with air, it's going to pop one day. And when it pops, it's going to be way louder than if it just 
if you release it up slowly. So yes. that's the that's the idea. And another thing about anger is that remember, it's not really anger that is the issue. It's the root of that, which is ego and pride. It's the ego and pride at something happening to you that causes you to outburst in anger more than anything. And so I think the way you can channel it is first, like I said, by accepting it. Accepting, oh, I'm getting mad right now. Like, I feel it. I feel like my, myself rising up to something. I feel like myself getting a little bit affronted or being a little bit offended by something. And I can feel like my emotions rising. Like for me, an example, something that really makes me like mad a good bit is when people lie to me. So I can, I have a relatively decent knack at telling when people lie. There are certain things that are like, there are certain signs or certain behavioral anomalies that people exhibit when they lie. And so that kind of thing like brings up a rise inside of me of anger. I'm like, why did you lie to me? Like, for what purpose? What are you going to achieve by doing, saying these white lies to me? So I think the one thing you do is you take all that emotion and you just kind of channel it into something positive. And that concludes the first part of our anger podcast. Join us next time while we finish up our discussion about anger and talk about more of how we can control it, how we can channel it and how we can manifest as something positive. And always remember that this is not a message for you to repress or store them or compartmentalize your emotions, but rather to leverage them and use it properly. Because then anger can be positive. Thank you and see you next time.